Hi, this is Sarah. I just got off the phone with Molly. It's kind of strange. Other than my husband, she's probably the human being that I spend the most FaceTime with in my life, and we live less than a mile apart, so it's really odd to have to do a remote recording of our podcast, but we sense that the world is kind of hungry right now for content to consume, and so we figured we'd do our part to put a little something out. We hope you enjoy. Uh, both of us have some ties to the wonderful restaurant Armsby Abbey in the city of Worcester. I worked at Armsby from 2013 to 2018, and Molly's been working there for the last year. We just found out that they're going to do some excellent takeout options, including the bar. They're going to do mixer takeouts, which is kind of a revolutionary idea given the strange circumstances of the last week or so. So we encourage you to give them a call for sure. We thank Worcester Arts Council for continuing to make this podcast possible even in the midst of a self-quarantine. We hope you're all safe and you enjoy some of our recommendations for the time that you'll be spending at home with your families for the next few weeks. This is so weird. I know. Um, I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell Sanders. And you're listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions. Popping bottles. And pop culture. Molly, this is the first time we've ever done this and not been in the same room. I know, it's weird. This is like when I interviewed Elias from the WWE. I'll buy your lonesome. Yeah, via like speakerphone. Oh, man. But <laughs> it's, I don't know. I'm just happy to hear your voice. Like, I have felt awfully oh. isolated. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We left the house yesterday to go to my boyfriend's storage unit. <laughs> oh no like, is he a prepper no but he just had like hammocks and stuff I shouldn't say oh no I wish I was a prepper now <laughs> I, no 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 he just has it from like moving and um but we literally just needed to do something so we just like did that <laughs> it's like a treasure hunt well yeah it, yeah and it was like no interaction with other people right we were like in his stuff uh but part of it yeah we wanted to get hammocks because if it gets warmer we can go he has like a little small yard can go outside big thing is just like literally stepping outside (laughs) no it's so true yesterday I went for a run and then like normally I would come back inside it was like 25 degrees but I sat outside in the sun for a half hour just listening to music in my driveway like (laughs) do it I know and then DJ Blackout came home because I live in a big building with hundreds of people so I'm just like sitting on the pavement and I'm like don't get too close but like (laughs) he's like okay calm down (laughs) he is everywhere though like I guess I was more worried my husband is a terrific public servant he works in politics but he continues to go to work every day in a very public place and um, work with all the constituents who need help and so I'm just worried that like you know I don't want to I'm trying to flatten the curve (laughs) it's it's scary right I was Sarah and I were just talking about how like I want to go hang out with my mom but I'm gonna like stay away from her (laughs) yeah I know I called my dad yesterday and he is not feeling well. And I was like, oh, my God, let me know if you want me to drop something at your doorstep. You know, I read a really good thread last week about preparing for those types of things, like with your loved ones. This is a time where you should talk to people and have those conversations that are like, if in the event that like you need something, I will be a person for you, you know. Right. Well, and I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about him, you know. Yep. Yep. Just like even like you said, like even if it's to like do a no contact drop off of like a medicine or something at the door, 
that's really important right now. Yeah. To, like, have a network, I guess. It's also, like, thinking of people that you wouldn't necessarily think of, too. I was, like, running through my mom's whole family the other day thinking of, like, all the old people. And most of them have passed. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right, then. That's easy. Yeah, I have been no, on the phone with my grandma quite a bit more than I would ordinarily. And I was like, I should be doing this all the time. She's so wise and brilliant. She is really. Are you talking about Canny? Uh, this was Joan, actually. But oh, okay. oh, they're both great. <laughs> both very wise. I know. And Canny, uh, she, my grandmother, she plays tennis every day. She's an incredible woman. And I just don't know how she could possibly be contained. I know there's been people that I've been like, under no circumstances should this person be leaving the house, which is scary, but also just like, you have to do it, you know? Yeah. But I want people to take it seriously, too, where I know that there are a lot of older folks who have lived through incredibly trying times and they feel really empowered right now. Like, oh, I don't have to be worried about this. But I think it's about, you know, looking out for everybody else, too. Absolutely. It is. It's fighting for someone you don't know. Did you see that video of all the people in Italy who were like, what I would tell myself from 10 days ago? No say about the people singing in the street because that was cool too yeah everyone went out on their porches and started singing in one big italian community and it was beautiful but no i didn't see that i have only seen i've seen like people tweeting about it like hey guys like listen to us but i haven't seen this video well these were people who were really calm and i don't want to like you know scare people I think people are oversaturated right now with all of the coronavirus talk so we'll move on to some pop culture recommendations soon but um these people were just like you know I would have told myself to cancel my hair appointment things like that and I was like oh I have a hair appointment tomorrow done I'm gonna cancel it right it's it's just like simple things like that and it's not exactly like you said though like it's not to like scare people but it's looking at I think a lot of folks are thinking like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. And it's like, well, we have sort of a a map that we can look at. And how do we avoid falling into whatever happened in Italy or what's going on in Iran, you know? Yeah, So exactly. it might not unfold exactly the same here, but if we can use the information that we do have, I think that will be helpful. <laughs> I agree. It's been nice to see familiar faces every night, too, from the city. Like, I have really appreciated getting nightly updates from Ed Augustus and from the mayor. I'm just like, okay, we're all good, (laughs) you know? Like, um, what was it like? Did you go into your school to pick up your belongings, or did you have everything you needed? I haven't. um, I can go the school yeah the, so the schools in me open I I kind of have everything I need like my laptop is there but it's my work one and like I don't see me myself needing it over the next couple weeks because if I do have to do something I can always do it even on my phone like I have all the Google apps right but a yeah, big thing so like part of my job is um, organizing our math night which obviously is canceled yeah but so that would be like what I would work on because like, and we have almost everything done, but just like looking at stuff like that and making sure it's all done. But like that was supposed to be at the end of March. So obviously it's not happening. So for me, I'm kind of, I expected it to, I don't know. We have, like you said, we have friends who work within um, the public sphere. And so I felt more aware, I guess, maybe than other folks did. 
where you were like, I need to bring home stuff for the, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And like, I don't carry back too much back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it really would have been my laptop, which is fine. <laughs> Yeah, I I did go in yesterday because they said, like, you need your Chromebook at home. It's required, even though I have my own personal laptop, you know. But it was nice to go into and see my administration from afar, smiling and encouraging everyone and welcoming everybody. And I just hadn't had human contact since Thursday. (laughs) Aside from my husband. But like I said, he's been working a lot, you know, so it was really, really nice. The other time that it was really nice to have human contact was Saturday night, Ricky Nelson from Seltzer Time did a live feed on Instagram, and it was just, like, hanging out at the dive or something. It was awesome. My favorite, I'm so, he did, I requested to go on at one point. I I remember, Sarah, you were present, but it was really funny because my boyfriend tried at the same time, (laughs) and he was like, why didn't I get on? And I was like, well, you don't have a podcast. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, we're a couple big shots over here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I am trying to think about putting out more content, just knowing how comforting it was to, like, hear my friends' voices, even if it's just our friends and family that listen. It's just nice to know, like, if they need a little something in their ear while they're doing the dishes or trying to find something to do around the house, we'll be here for you. Absolutely. Well, like I said, too, the other day, I do want to put together something to watch. Maybe I'll do, like, a poll. Like, I'll pick, like, three or four shows. And then I'll make, like, a schedule. So, like, I'm thinking, like, and then I'll just, like, post it in, like, an actual post where it'll be, like, every night or every two days we watch, like, two or three episodes of, like, some TV show together. I love that, even if it's just for a half hour. Exactly. Like, something, right, something, you know, you never know. Like, I know, in my head, I'm like, The Sopranos. I've (laughs) never watched The Sopranos. Right. So I'm thinking, like, let's do, like, a communal Sopranos watch. I think it would be so great. And we could treat it, like, as if, like, in the old days when TV shows didn't work just for binging. Or you have to wait. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking of doing something like that. I'm going to see what people think. I just watched the new High Fidelity, and that's a running joke the whole time, is that (laughs) Zoe Kravitz has never watched The Sopranos, and she keeps saying she's going to. So this is it. This is my chance to build my cultural capital. Yes, it's like people reading Infinite Jest, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'll see if it gets to that. <laughs> Don't read Infinite Jest over these two weeks. It's not oh, I love David Foster Wallace's essays perhaps more than any other author. And that's a great segue, too, into some short reads. But yeah. I have never read his magnum opus, which is, nope. you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I it's long. <laughs> it's like, dense. It's so but um, yeah, we have recommendations for you guys i tried to make mine a little well we both picked actually for the short some easily accessible stuff which is great what were you thinking for like a shorter the first thing that my mind traveled to is like my favorite new yorker essay of all time is by susan orlean and it's called life swell and she goes to hawaii and travels with a bunch of young girl competitive surfers and she like finds herself driving to them to their competitions because they don't have a ride and all the the sudden she's like a part of their subculture if only for this one trip but they start to rely on her and she like really gets inside of this beautiful friendship among all of these girls who turn out to be some of the top surfers in the world and they made it into the movie blue crush i was about to say would you recommend this would you recommend this article to fans of the film Blue Crush? Yes. I did not realize that it was the movie Blue Crush. 
So I tried to watch Blue Crush yesterday after revisiting the essay. It does cost three ninety nine. So I haven't like gotten that far yet where I was like, I'm gonna pay three ninety nine for Blue Crush, but something well, tells me over the next couple days. <laughs> I have a fifty dollar Amazon gift card that I'm very prepared to use to just like rent stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. That's so funny, though. I had no idea that those two things were related. That's Susan Orlean. She really gets into it, you know? The orchid the orchid culture. Well, I guess that's fake. But. Yeah, well, no, she really she wrote the book Orchid Thief, which was right. turned into adaptation featuring yes. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And um, she, she also wrote a book that our guidance counselor, Mrs. McNamara, at the school where I work, just gave me. And it's called The Library Book. And I had never heard of it, but she was like, bring that home. You might have some reading to do, you know? And I think she meant well, she meant I would read it over summer break, but now I'm finding myself with a lot of time. <laughs> you're like, well, I got to read it now. What did uh, you choose? I am recommending that people read poetry. And it's very accessible. So at first I was like, oh, I love poetry.com. We'll do that. And then I went to check today. And it was like, we're building our new website we'll see you soon and I was like oh man because poetry.com you can access like literally any poem um, that you want but I found allpoetry.com is available and you can search by any poet so like I love like W.H. Auden and Gwendolyn Brooks one of the things that my mom likes to do when she feels anxious or is just nervous is she recites poems that she loves and I think that's such a great idea so, like, we're going to have so much time. Memorize your favorite poems. Why not? But you can search by any any poet on there. And I think it's just, like, a really cool resource to get back into poetry, which I think a lot of people don't visit after they graduate from high school, you know? I get a free email every morning from the Writer's Almanac, and they uh-huh. send you a poem that somehow correlates with the day. Usually it's the poet's birthday or something, but it's a nice way to wake up my brain in the morning (laughs) where I have to wake up at 5.30 and I'll like look at whatever the poem of the day is and try to wake myself up. Yeah, I think it's, I think that, I think we forget about poetry, like post-schooling, you know, can be really useful. Even if like, I think a lot of people find it hard to access in some ways. But I don't know. I think you can, everyone can find something, even if it's like Shel Silverstein. Oh, totally. When I did that project with the Worcester Public Library Foundation and asked people what their favorite children's books were, those were yeah. the most popular Shel Silverstein books. Jack Pileski. Did anyone choose any of his? I don't think so. Another, he's like another like children's poet. He, my mom and I have funny philosophical arguments because like I love Shel Silverstein because he's really dark and like sort of weird. And Jack Pileski is like just very like straightforward, like funny poems. But he's great too. Highly recommend. A pizza the size of the sun. Well, the other short essay that I recommend, and I love all of her work, but Sloane Crosley, she wrote an essay called The Pony Problem, and she talks about relationships, all the relationships she's been in, and this knee-jerk joke that she makes where a guy will ask her, like, what she wants or what she wants from him or what she wants for her birthday, and she always says, a pony. And so every relationship she had ever been in, the guy had thought he was making a really original joke and bought her a pony figurine. And so you learn about all of her relationships through the pony that each man gave her. Right, each pony. Yes. I love that. It's very funny and clever, and it's a great entry point into her work. Uh, Her first book is called I Was Told There'd Be Cake, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I am a fan of hers. I've only read stuff online, but I 
second your recommendation. Do you have any longer reads that you're into? So I kind of went on the same, I tried to stay on the same track with the poetry thing. I have this uh, book called by Eve L. Ewing. She's like a sociologist and poet from Chicago. And she wrote a book called Electric Arches, which is really wonderful. On that same note, by a poet, but this is a book of essays that he wrote. It's um, Hanif Abdurraqib. And he wrote a wonderful book of essays called They Can't Kill Us Till They Kill Us, where he, he talks a lot about race and culture and society in the framing of like how much he loves Fall Out Boy and <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen. Like it's really, really wonderful and like moving and often funny. But yeah, so I tried to stay sort of like in the same genre. Well, I think essays and poetry are great because they're bite-sized. So, you know, you can like commit without having to pick up a 400-page book or infinite jest. Yep. And I think uh, they should both be on like Amazon, I believe. I mean, the evil Amazon, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. I know. I just bought a bunch (laughs) of books through Kindle and I've been trying to get used to reading on my laptop. I guess another book that does include poetry but is a a beautiful narrative work is called Sweet Bitter. I know I've recommended it before to people in the service industry, but it's by Stephanie Dandler. It's based on her time working at 11 Madison Park in New York City, which is like one of the top restaurants in the world. And you just ate there, right? I just ate there. It was a (laughs) crazy science experiment. Every little piece of it was like you know, they want every bit to be memorable and they really encourage you to leave your phone at home or put it in this artisanal box that they provide because they want you to be present. So that was interesting. But yeah, she, it's just, it's a gorgeous piece of work and it's about being alone too, for the first time in a big city. Mm -hmm. Which is like, we're not alone right now, but we are Right. Well, that's the weird thing is like I can hear all my neighbors. They're watching the office. They're laughing. They're fighting. They're doing everything that you would do in a normal circumstance. But like, I'm not about to go over there (laughs) because we're Uh, not supposed to. Oh, weird. Yeah. It's just it's a strange world. Is there any binge worthy television that you're looking into? Yes, I so I started this show a couple weeks ago. I'm not even done with it. I just love it so much. It's called Please Like Me. It is on Hulu, and it's this very lovable, neurotic, young Australian man, basically just, like, moving through his life. It's half-hour It's half our episodes, and each one is named after a food that he eats in the episode, which I just, like, love. The theme song is terribly catchy, but it's a very, like, delicate... It's one of those comedies that's, like, very funny, but also, like, you feel very moved by it often. Because it's just, like, about a person moving through the world, and his mom has is bipolar, so he deals with that. But it's also just very silly. He's sort of... He's sort of prickly, but, like, very sweet. It's just a wonderful little show. I highly recommend it. Please Like Me on Hulu. I have not even heard of that, so I appreciate it because at this point I feel kind of well, like I've watched everything, you know? Right? <laughs> so I'll tell you, the reason I started watching it is because I saw commercials for his new show called Everything's Gonna Be Okay, which is also on Hulu. If you watch a lot of Hulu, you probably have seen ads for this show. It's about he plays, he's like a young blonde Australian guy. He plays a guy who moves to the United States to become the guardian to his like half-sisters. And that one just started, but me being like a weird completist I was like well I can't watch that show because I thought it looked good without watching this one first so that one will be next I guess 
That reminds me of Danny Babineau, how she'll only listen to a podcast from the beginning. So she does like every single episode along the way. Well, I have tried that. It is so hard. I used to try to do that with Comedy Bang Bang, which has literally hundreds of episodes. I'm it a is, pick and chooser. Yeah, I think you. I think at this point it's like I have to. But I definitely, I used to be like that. It's a hard life to live. So kudos, Danny. <laughs> I know. Oh, I've been watching. Okay, this is pure pop culture junk food. Oh, I but love it. The Justin Bieber Seasons documentary. <laughs> it's on YouTube. He produced it. So you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt and be like, all right, this is the vision you want me to see of you, Justin. Uh-huh. But it's like the woes of childhood stardom. I love how attentive and sweet Haley Bieber is. Oh no, I'm getting a call from Philadelphia. Hold on, decline. You still here, Molly? Yeah. You're okay. Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Philadelphia. Um, but Haley Bieber is like such a good partner to him and just a good creative catalyst for all of his work while he's recording his album. It's so weird. He has this kind of hack doctor who is like, I mean, like maybe it's very effective. I don't know, but he has him go into an oxygen chamber every day. That's so funny. It looks like a super jumbo sleeping bag that he gets zipped into. Is it like a sensory deprivation situation? Yes. But Justin is really focusing on his self-care, and it's just fascinating to watch. Well, did you see that, like, beautiful note he wrote about Billie Eilish on Instagram? No. What did it say? A few weeks ago, it was basically just, like, a post where he was like, I really hope, like, people are taking care of her and she's taking care of herself. Like, I don't want her to go through anything that I had to deal with when I was, like, that age. So famous. It was just, like, a really, really sweet, like, compassionate um, like re- literally it was like a note. It was so it was like short and sweet, but it was just really moving to be like, yeah, like he's on the other side, you know? Well, the parts for me that were the most jarring were like, he goes back to his home in Canada and he's like, yeah, this is where I first smoked weed when I was 12. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, that's risk taking behavior, obviously. But then <laughs> he starts talking about sipping on lean. And I was like, what yeah. is lean? So I looked it up. It's like cough syrup and vodka syrup. Right. and Jolly oh, yeah. Ranchers. Oh, yeah. That's I like the most 16-year-old, what can I make in my house that will taste sickly sweet? I don't know. I was just That's like. This one almost killed Lil Wayne. Oh, God. So oh, terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not cool. He comes clean on the lean. Listen, he's doing his best. We're all doing our best here, right? Yeah. Speaking of doing your best, I do have one more show that is not new, but I think that is would just be like a really nice, uplifting watch, and that is Friday Night Lights. It's beautiful. It's literally a show about people doing their best, and it's got a lot of episodes and a lot of seasons, and it's wonderful, so I also recommend that. That's a good one for me. Because- it's so great. And it gets a little, there's like one, I mean, it, it's always like slightly sudsy, like never, it, it, but there's like one part of one season where adventure is like a little too far, but you have to just like let it, you just have to like get through it, you know, where at one point you're like, why is this happening? And then, but you have to remember that that part, I believe it's like season, a half of season two, it was during the writer's strike. So they were just trying to stay afloat. But once you can get over this like very short hump in one of the early seasons, you really like it opens up a whole world to you. It's a beautiful show. 
my roommate from college, Anne Conroy. She's a brilliant attorney, and that is her most favorite show. She loves anything that involves sports and social justice. It is, yes. It's just like wonderful. If you right, if you are like a fan of like Remember the Titans or just like Kyle Chandler in general, a man whose hair belongs in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I I the show. He's his hair is so beautiful. <laughs> He's the star of the show. If in case anyone's like, who is that? <laughs> He's Coach Taylor, but yes, highly recommend. It's I think it's just a good quarantine watch, you know? Make you feel like you've got a little community. So I did a difficult watch this week, yeah. but I'm glad I did it, of a longer oh, movie, Bombshell, mm-hmm. featuring Charlize Theron and Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie <laughs> who everyone loves. Can I tell you a crazy story about Roger Ailes? Yes, please. I, when I was in college at Emerson College, which is a big school at the time I was a broadcast journalism major before I switched, there was like a weird thing that happened to me where like I had all this financial aid and then like I had loans to cover whatever. And there was like a weird like gap in the office at Emerson was like, there's like a $2,000. There was like a weird just like gap there. And they were like, but we found you this this scholarship that's like worth that much for for journalism majors. It was named after some gentleman who had like been at the school who had died. And the person behind that scholarship that I had to write a thank you note to was Roger Ailes. No. Oh God. And if you haven't seen the film, he is a terrible executive from Fox news who well, I realize too. He had all of these policies. Oh, right. Yes. In real life, too. But he had all these policies where, like, women had to wear short skirts and the the desks were glass at Fox News so that you could see their legs. And he would make women do horrible things to get an opportunity to be in the limelight on Fox News. Right. It wasn't just, like, that gross on-air stuff. It went so far beyond it. But the movie is brilliant and empowering and then also like really kind of triggering I think in many ways right so like watch it with care yeah not to bring up Anne again but the whole thing was filmed in her office so she said when she watched it it was really bizarre because she's like oh my god this is my building you know it's her law firm is on a different floor but that is super weird Margot Robbie (laughs) loves to make those tricky movies like that I Tanya you know yeah, Margot Robbie's killing it. She is. She's really great. Do you um, have a movie that you've seen recently? I well, it's not necessarily that, but I always think of like in times like this, people tend to want to like like settle in with like a series, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we have our go-to's where we're like, let's watch Star Wars, let's watch Lord of the Rings. You know, those are super long. And I have some alternate recommendations for if you're like, I've seen all those things a hundred times. The Fast and Furious series. Get into it. It rules. I recommend watching them. The order that the films take place in is separate from the chronological order in which they were released. I'm not going to go through all that right now, but I just watch them in the order they're released. You'll be fine. You'll figure it out. They're just like really fun and silly, and they're about family ultimately, which seems crazy since they're also about cars. Partway through the series, it kind of starts with like the first few movies are like, you know, about this small chosen family who races cars and then all of a sudden it turns into like it turns to like a heist series but also they're stopping terrorists just like a lot happens sounds but like it has it all it does it's so it's just really entertaining i don't know i don't 
it is and it's like silly like people are like oh it's so stupid and I'm like well yeah but also it's just like it's fun you know it's mindless Vin Diesel is wonderful I highly recommend that and also the Mission Impossible series kind of on the same note I know I've talked about Mission Impossible before but the second one is absolute garbage they're otherwise it's the same it's kind of on the same note like they're just really really fun if you are into like action-packed if you're not you know whatever don't watch these but they're just like they're just they're spectacles you know Tom Cruise like runs down the tallest building in the world and he actually did it it's insane he he sprinted across the side of a plane that was taking off which he is another thing that he also really did so that it's just cool and they are they're like they're well made I think that's a good one to get into if you are like I've watched Star Wars 100,000 times (laughs) I mentioned that I was sitting out on the pavement in the parking lot. I also don't know. I'm like, oh, I won't come into contact with any people, but I'll sit on the parking lot. How hygienic is that? That's a way to distance yourself, too. It's like an open space. You're fine. Well, I was listening to The Weeknd's new song, Blinding Lights. I really, really love that. Tame Impala, for me, is so calming, and that was really helpful. But are there any songs that, for you, have been, like, therapeutic or helped to pump you up? Yeah, my whole thing is like, and I think it's like sort of on the same note where it's like find music that you really love that will, like, I think part of it for me is like, if I feel anxious, I want to put on like calming music. But then part of it for me is like, I want to feel like everything is kind of okay. And I've been into like the 70s sort of feel good, like yacht rock type of music. Peg by Steely Dan is a great one. Put it on while you're cooking. Dance around your kitchen. Um, the Dewey Brothers, like that kind of stuff where it's feel good stuff. It's going to make you, it's going to pump you up. And I highly recommend if you are into this, if you are not, disregard. But show tunes, if show tunes get you going, go wild. Last night I put on uh, Any Dream Will Do from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And you know what? I sang it so beautifully, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> songs that will make you sing. Any song that will make you just like sing in your house do it you mentioned cooking I have not cooked so much in so long I was thinking of you because I remember when we used to have lunch together and I would have like a small feast (laughs) I'd be like well I have my yogurt here I have brought a yogurt to lunch every day since I was like seven years old I know. So I've been cooking. Like last night I made Casio Pepe. The night before I made a risotto. Like I'm cooking my way through. I love the Kenji book. It's a book about food science. I'm really enjoying that. But I'm doing my best to make some comfort food. And like I said, I'm not used to this. My husband working all day and me. I'm still working, but like from home. I don't know. It's different. So. It's been nice to have something nurturing for him when he gets home. So I made peanut butter cookies, but we don't have any of the makings of a baker in my kitchen. And so I realized I didn't have eggs and I was like, oh, I guess you can use mayonnaise. Won't tell him, but I use a little mayonnaise. And then I was like, oh, um, I don't have baking soda or baking powder. So I'm looking it up and it was like, oh, you can substitute yogurt. So I used that and I was really nervous about the finished product, but you know what? They were delicious. I could see that, like, with peanut butter cookies, because peanut butter can, like, overpower anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And as long as you get the texture, like, kind of right, you're going to be good to go. 
Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I'm I'm going to try to graduate and get some more baking supplies in the meantime, but I'm really into this. Luke well, Valancourt and Anna Valancourt gifted us yeah. a beautiful KitchenAid mixer, and I'm going to get my money's worth out of that KitchenAid this week. Yeah. On a similar note, I was thinking of an ingredient that I bet a lot of people sort of panic bought because it's like healthful. It's a healthier item that will give you energy and it's easy and that is bananas i bet a lot of people have bananas guess what happens to bananas after like three days brown and overripe so make banana bread this is it guys you got now everyone's gonna make the best banana bread of their lives right because i always buy bananas and i accidentally let them sit too long but if you let your bananas get like a little brown on accident or on purpose banana bread is super easy and like sarah said what really the only the only ingredient you probably don't have is like eggs or you maybe do have eggs lots of people have eggs or like a baking soda baking powder but now that we have these substitutions thank you sarah make the best banana bread of your life i highly recommend making a butter and brown sugar mixture and sprinkling it on top before you bake it like a little crumble and i also highly recommend eating it with peanut butter toast it and eat it with peanut butter that sounds so good. <laughs> so good. And it's so funny. Like, so I never, so like I ate banana bread all the time. You know, like people in my family would make it growing up. And then I was at a friend, a house like years ago and he had banana bread and he was like, yo, you want a slice? Like I'm going to toast it, throw some peanut butter on it. And I was like, what? And it was a miracle. <laughs> I can't believe, like, I just you see butter on it. Right. And I was like, why wouldn't I put peanut butter on this <laughs> banana bread? So I just think that that is a great move. Yes. Well, and I want to keep taking recommendations from people to where I was supposed to have beers with Lucy Hale from the Ecotarium on Friday. And she was like, you know what? Let's have a virtual beer. Right. So like we'll do a video chat. We'll both open a beer together and it will be just as if we're at the brewery. But I think people should continue to do things like that. I think it's really important. Do a live. We'll do like a we'll do a party. You and I can have a party. Yeah, I think we should. Our friend Ellen Benson, so last night I posted a video of my story of my boyfriend playing tic-tac-toe with his fish. I saw that. This is where we are. This is where we are now. And Ellen was like, let's do virtual Yahtzee. And I was like, I bet we could figure that out. Like, if we did, like, a Google Hangout, if everyone has five dice, do virtual Yahtzee. We'll figure something out. (laughs) I do want to say, though, play games. Like, any board games, video games you have in your house, like, do something anything that's going to like make your brain move, you know, even if it's like you and one other person playing like Monopoly or something, play games. Games are so fun. And if you're like me and you can't get through over an hour of Monopoly because, oh my God, right? (laughs) Uh, One time you can just stop. If you have another person playing with you, this is, I guess, more for like families. If there's more than two people playing Monopoly, you can be the person who stops and then just DJs the rest of the game of Monopoly. Everybody needs a good DJ. I started, I just quit the game and I was like, I'm going to DJ this game instead. So like Marvin Gardens, you play Marvin Gaye. Every time someone (laughs) takes a turn, like play Electric Avenue, I don't know. I want Uh, Strader to do a virtual set for us all so that we can have a nice dance party. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. All happening, you know? This is going to make us be creative in ways that we hadn't realized 
I hope so. My biggest project right now is I'm ghostwriting a book. I was really, really worried that I wasn't going to have enough time or energy or something. But I was like, no, um, this is important. You know, I want to go through the publishing process with someone who knows how to do it. And I really, really want to be a part of this. And now I find myself with a lot of time. <laughs> so. um, well, I, I think 24-7 about doing crossword puzzles. And now I'm like, oh, my God. I can just do crossword puzzles all the time. I'm thrilled. Sparklers. I bought sparklers in <laughs> last year. I have sparklers. Just like go outside in the evening and do sparklers. Like who cares, right? <laughs> uh, it's true. And drop people a note because even this morning I woke up to this message from one of my eighth grade students and it said, Miss Sandy Wandy, are you still alive? <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. And where normally I think I'd be like, oh, that's not my name. You know, I, that's not my name. But I, instead I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Thank you so much. I am. I'm fine. I'm learning to bake peanut butter cookies all as well. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, you. Brand new Miss Sandy Wandy. This is you now. Yeah. So anyways, reach out to people because they will appreciate it no matter how silly. I have also heard from a couple of different sources that places like Needs, which is which has cats up for adoption, probably I'm guessing like the Worcester Animal Shelter, are looking for people to foster animals anytime. But now if you have the time, do it. If you have the time and the means to foster an animal, like look into that. You know? Oh, wow. I had not heard about that. That's great. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's always a need that they those places have, I think. But I think now that people have more time on their hands, and I think you can probably go, I'm sure that they have measures in place where it's like a low contact, no contact situation with the other humans there. But highly recommend if you are interested in that, do it. I would love to get a cat. Everyone in my life is allergic, though. <laughs> Molly, I'm just going to start leaving you little gifts on your doorstep. Yeah, write each other letters. Like, if you have your friend's addresses, write, like, Civil War, like, my dearest Sarah. <laughs> I've watched you from afar. <laughs> Someday our children will be like, wow, remember when Aunt Molly <laughs> and Mom lived through the coronavirus? <laughs> yes. No, I don't mean to make light of it either. I love all the graphics that are out there, though, about flattening the yep. curve. And I think that it's really important that we take it seriously. Our, our hospitals do not have the capacity to serve everyone at once. So the slower Absolutely. we can make this process, the better. Absolutely. Stay home. <laughs> yeah, stay home. I have been Sarah. And I have been Molly. And this is Poppin'. Poppin'. <laughs>